0: But what actually happened is that after the firm recovered from the BlackBerry inventory, they also have some mismanagement inside the firm that lead to, lead to the stock issuance. You know what? That I have to add more money to the firm as well.
1: Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Mr. Ratana Ratanabanchun. Dr. Runkit. are you ready to rock? Yes. All right, let's go. So, Dr. Rumkit is currently working as a full time lecturer at Chula Longhorn Business School. He graduated with a bachelor's in engineering, in automotive engineering, from Chula Longhorn University, also, and a master's of science in quantitative finance from Cass Business School, and a PhD in the topic of pension fund management from the London School of Economics and Political Science. Sounds pretty smart. Fund management. Okay and bank management. He was awarded the 2017 CFA Institute Best Paper Award in Microstructure, also a research scholarship in microfinance from the National Research Council of Thailand, and recently a research scholarship in the area of risk management of saving cooperatives from the Thailand Research Fund. Runkia, take a moment, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay, so actually I am now currently working as a full-time lecturer at Reallumcom Business School and I'm also an associate director of the BBA International program here as well so if one of you are interested to apply for the BBA program then you can contact me as well yes:
1: fantastic. I was just talking to someone recently who was talking to me about the quality of education in business Mm -hmm. in Thailand and how much it's improved compared to when people like myself came here many years ago. So that's great. So now it's time to share Mm -hmm. your worst Mm -hmm. investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story.
0: Okay. So my worst investment ever happened maybe seven years ago and actually it is because of my mistake in analyzing the future prospect of the firm and at that time the firm that I invested in has got some problems about selling the products okay and this car firm is just a wholesaler okay they sell blackberry smartphone you know blackberry smartphone and in that year the sale drop a lot, okay? And I think that the stock price has dropped so far, okay? So I decided to get in after the stock price drop, okay? But because of my mistakes in analyzing of the period that the business will turn around, then I have to stay with the firm for more than four years. You know what? At first, I thought that, the business can recover from the loss of inventory maybe by two or three quarters. But what actually happened is that after the firm recovered from the BlackBerry inventory, they also have some mismanagement inside the firm. That leads to, lead to the stock issuance, you know, what? that I have to add more money to the firm as well.
1: Let me clarify that. So what you're saying is that the company was in enough trouble that they had to come up and raise more capital. And you were I mean, faced with a choice of saying... Say
0: capital, but the reason for raising this capital is not about BlackBerry sale, but it is about mismanagement of the company. After the problem of BlackBerry, you know <laughs>
1: And the, the problem that you were faced with at a time, just so, so that listeners understand, is that you had already invested money into this business and you were probably frustrated at the performance. And then the company said, we need more money. And if you don't put in more money, you're going to actually the value of what you have is going to fall even further. And therefore, your choice is either at that time to get out or put more money in.
0: That's right. That's right. Because at that time, if I decide not to put more money, I will have to sell at the price that I am going to lose around 50% of what I put in.
1: Basically, there's hope that if you pay the money into the company, and this is a dilemma that many people face when a company is raising money. Your hope when you're putting money in is that the company will use that money to make good investments and good returns so that the, the share will be worth a lot more in the future.
0: Yes, that's right. But at that time, just that I don't have no choice and I just have to put more money and wait for maybe one or two years that the business will recover from the second problem that they create. So it took me around four years before I can get out from that business. But when I got out, I got out at the price that I get around 10 or 20% of profit. But the problem is that I lose the period of five years that I have to wait for everything to become normal.
1: So if we look at that and we say you made a return of 20% over the time. That would mean, let's say you made roughly, you know, 4% or so per year, if we think of it simply, and you had a huge headache along the way, I guess. Yes, that's right. And so what you're saying is the thing that made this the worst investment for you was the time lost Mm -hmm. you could have invested in something else, gotten a higher return, and not had as much of a headache. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. And actually another problem that I also face with this investment is that I tend to put more stake in the company along the way. You know what? At the beginning, I may just put just a tiny stake, but after the stock price drop, and then I feel that, okay, I think the company can recover from the problem very soon. So I put more stake. And then maybe... At the middle of my experience, my whole portfolio consists of this firm for more than 50%. And then therefore, when I have that kind of big state, when the company asks for more capital, it's quite a hard time for me to decide. So my second lesson is that I put more concentration on this company.
1: Yeah and let me ask you about that so when we talk about the lessons learned and clearly you don't want to be so heavily weighted in any one investment like that but the reality is you didn't go into it planning that you went into it saying maybe 10 or 20% of your portfolio would be in it and what happened over time was that you got pulled deeper into it so maybe we okay. could just try to summarize you know what are the lessons that you learned from this Okay,
0: so actually my first lesson is that when you invest in a troubled company, you need a lot more experience because it is quite difficult to forecast when the company can turn around. And my second lesson is that when you invest, you need to have some discipline that you need to limit your concentration of risk in a certain company. Okay, and don't put too much money on one stock or two stocks because if something happens that you don't expect to happen, then you may have to decide and then you may end up at the situation when you don't know what to do next, you know, because you don't allow some flexibility on your portfolio.
1: That's great points. And um, maybe what I'll do now is summarize my takeaways from your story. Uh, one of the things that goes back to a paper that I actually wrote and published when I was doing my PhD, mm-hmm. and that was trying mm-hmm. to balance risk and return for the average investor. And in that paper, I basically came to the conclusion that 10 is the number of stocks that the average individual investor should hold in Asia. Meaning oh. if you hold less than 10, you're not getting the benefit of diversification. Mm-hmm. So you may be hoping that you get a higher return by owning five, right? If you own the right five, you, know, you may get a really high return. But the reality is, is that 10 is enough to eliminate about 80% of the risk related to individual stocks. Mm-hmm. Now, the other problem, the other constraint that we have as an individual investor is it's hard to find and monitor stocks. And therefore Mm -hmm. owning more than 10 stocks would be almost impossible for someone unless it was a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to the point is that if that was the case, if ideally a person, an individual could hold 10 stocks, my next recommendation is they should hold them in equal weighting. And I think Mm -hmm. that brings us to the point that you make, which is at what point does a value of a stock go above or below that 10% that you have to say, okay, I promise myself I will take action. Well Mm -hmm. above it, I've done a lot of testing and have found that above letting it run is not a bad thing, but Mm -hmm. on the downside, that's where you get the opportunity to say, if this goes down, let's just say I bought it at a hundred and it goes down to 80. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that, that brings us to another point that I think is really valuable about your story is that something that people don't think about is that each investment that you have could require more money. That's, not everybody thinks about that ahead of time. Of course, if you have a startup company, everybody plans that it's not going to take that much money and all that, but eventually it's going to take more money. So you must be ready to double, let's say, the amount that you've invested in that startup And have that money available or else you or the startup could be in trouble. The second thing is something related to a public company or a listed company is the concept of a rights issue. If a company decides to raise capital and they do a rights issue where you get a right to buy the shares to keep your proportion of ownership the same, the fact is is that that could double the amount that you have to pay into the company if you don't have that money available to do it the value of your existing shares are going to fall. So I think that from an investing perspective, one of the lessons I take away is to remember when you're investing something that you must be prepared that at least some of your investments will actually consume more money than you thought. And you'll Mm -hmm. have to put more
0: in, so be prepared for that.
1: Those are my lessons. Would you have anything you would add to that? Did I miss anything?
0: No, not at all. Because actually what I learned is that at that time, uh, my Investment size that I invest less than five stocks, as you say. But after my experience, then I add more stock to my portfolio. And then at this time, I have around maybe 10 or 15 stocks in my portfolio. Yeah. yeah. And Just this- to reduce the individual risk of each firm. And then now I change my way of investment into something that I focus more on the factor investing. I may come up with some kind of factor that I think it may create some additional return for me. But then I try to remove all the individual risks and then I will just only have that kind of factor risk in my portfolio. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay, so based on what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn and teach, <laughs> what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate?
0: Hmm. I think it's a difficult question because sometimes if you avoid then you may end up selling at the bottom. So, what I suggest is that you will not end up in this situation if you have a diversified portfolio and then it will be easier for you to maybe just let it go and then
1: I think that's great advice and the point is is if you had a diversified portfolio of let's say 10 stocks and one of them you needed to contribute to one of them you could always sell one of the other ones to raise the cash necessary so Mm -hmm. I think that's great great advice all right well listeners there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit MyWorstInvestmentEver.com. Now, as we wrap up, Dr. Runkiet, thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for our audience?
0: Mm -hmm. So, good luck with your investment. Yeah, and done that up with my situation. <laughs> okay.
1: Great, yeah. great, great lesson. Learn to diversify and put that into action. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth.
0: Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.